Hello and welcome back to the Battleborn Leafs podcast. I'm your host as always, Joshua Anselmo, here to talk to you guys today about your favorite team in the NHL, your Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, it's been a very eventful week with the All-Star Game break and the two-game series against the New Jersey Devils. Uh, we have taken a little bit of a break. It's been a busy week for us here at Battleborn Fan Talk, but we are back. I'm bringing you guys a solo mini episode here before the big week ahead and the big stretch of games to come in the next month. So with that, let's get started. Going back to the first game of the series against the Devils, the Leafs win 6-4 uh, at Scotiabank Arena. The Devils led 3-1 before the Maple Leafs scored five of the last six goals to win this one 6-4. Um, Matthews had a four-point game. He dropped a hat-trick uh, in an effort that basically won the Leafs this game almost by himself. He did have help from Peter Morazic, who did come in relief of Campbell, which I will be touching up on in a second. But Matthews single-handedly, especially early on, really made this game winnable for Toronto. You know, like I said, New Jersey scored three goals on nine shots. Uh, it clearly wasn't Campbell's night. Um, you know, like I said, I'll talk about that later. But, you know, Matthews's effort in this one was undeniable. Uh, undeniable. He's an absolute stud, um, and without him having this, like this is what a lot of people criticize Matthews for, and I don't think he gets enough recognition for how much at certain moments. I know he does have the help, and you know how expensive this Maple Leaf offense is. He is able to pick up this team in many, many games throughout the year, and I don't think he gets enough recognition for that. Uh, yes, Marner did help him with that. You know, he had a three-point game. Marner's been an absolute beast uh, since he's returned. But, you know, Matthews's effort in this one, undeniable. He was, in my opinion, player of the game because without Matthews having that strong start, as he did, especially in the first period, keeping the game in close, uh, this game could have been a total different outcome. Uh, so, you know, Matthews doesn't get enough credit for leading this team and, you know, uh, kind of taking the effort on his back, uh, you know, from people outside the Toronto Maple Leafs fan base, which I don't think is fair. I think this is, you know, a perfect game for people to look at and see, you know, he carries this team in a lot of ways. And yes, he has the help, but he is a superstar and he is an extremely valuable piece of this franchise. And he is worth every penny that he's making on this contract. And with Marner and that combination, they are deadly. So watch out. Uh, you know, there's been comments about Matthews taking more of a leadership role this year and, you know, he's holding himself more accountable and, you know, holding the team up to a high, higher standard, which I just love to hear. This team is ready for May. They are ready for May. Um, with that, though, like I said, Mrazic came in as in relief. as a, He was an absolute stud. Uh, 19 saves on 20 shots. Uh, he did give up the one goal, but if he did not close the door, as he did, in relief of Jack Campbell... Uh, this Leafs game was not going to end in a win. It was, you know, it was sloppy for a little bit. Uh, there was a lot of defensive lapses. Um, but, you know, the boys really battled back. They scored, like I said, five of the last six goals. Um, and, you know, this is a team that we went from talking about blowing leads to 
how they've came back in games, which is, you know, a huge jump in the right direction. So credit to them in that aspect. But, you know, Morazic, this is what he got paid for. You know, this is why Kyle Dubas brought him into Toronto to be that 1B, um, you know, solution to Jack Campbell on nights like this or run of games where the other guy's playing poor and the other guy, you know, can hold the team up to a high standard. Uh, Morazic's a very good NHL goalie. Don't get me wrong. His problem is his durability and staying healthy. It's the same thing I wonder with Campbell. Campbell's been a lot better this year in terms of that stuff than what we saw last year. But we're still kind of going off his early start where he was a superstar goalie. And he was putting up, you know, Vasilevsky numbers, Vesna numbers. And he has hit a downfall. Regression was going to come. Anybody that held Jack Campbell's expectations to that standard, uh, you know, that, that was unreasonable. He was not going to finish with a, a 960 save percentage. Uh, Jack Campbell is more of a 920, 925, which is still very good NHL goaltending. I'll take that any day. Um, but, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, Campbell's going to get the bag. I don't think so. And Campbell talked about this yesterday. He's not focused on free agency. He's focused on, you know, what happens this year. And I love that comment from Campbell. You know, just seeing him, you know, and all the media. I'm going to touch on the All-Star game break in a bit, but... Just seeing him, like, he's just such a lovable guy. But he hasn't had a good run of games. And it was clear going into, you know, the second game of this two-game set with the Devils um, that he was going to need a bounce-back performance. And there's a lot of controversy uh, with Toronto media saying, who do you go with, Campbell or Morazic for the second game? And Sheldon Keefe decided to roll the dice with Jack Campbell, which he did take some unnecessary criticism uh, criticism about before the game. Uh, you know, some media outlets were saying that they should have won with Morazic and, you know, give Campbell the week off for the All-Star game. And I got to say, Sheldon doing this decision was probably the best outcome for Toronto because not only did Campbell bounce back in this game, but if you go back to Morazic, who played almost like 50 minutes the night prior, um... It kind of defeats the purpose of the 1A, 1B situation. Uh, you're also kind of, I'm not saying, like, you know what I mean. Like, you're kind of, in a way, punishing your guy that was the rock for this early season of this Leafs team. Like, he was a beast in that when Morazic was out with injury for those, like, couple months. Um, he has earned the opportunity for a bounce back chance like he got in this. And I just didn't understand the, the unnecessary criticism. Uh, Campbell is really good at, you know, kind of refreshing the past and, you know, looking into the future. And, you know, he really showed that in this one by far. He was an absolute stud. Uh, but the Leafs came out and actually played for him this time. Uh, they dropped four goals on the Devils in the first period. Uh, you know, then they continued to kick them while they were down already with two more goals in the second. Uh, so 6 nothing at that point until Jack Hughes got one back for the Devils. As they started to play with a bit more urgency in the third there, New Jersey. But uh, Mitch Marner put up the touchdown to make it 7-1. And that was pretty much all uh, from that game. It wasn't a very intense game in a lot of ways. You know, usually blowouts aren't like that. Once Toronto dropped the four goals in the first period. I found it actually more entertaining to see how Toronto would respond to that in the second and third. If they were going to be able to keep their foot on the gas. Which they clearly did. So credit to them in that ex uh, aspect. But, you know, Campbell, he was a rock at the back. And I really don't think you get this 7-1 margin if Campbell didn't play like he did. And I know people look at the offense and, you know, the Devils were, ter were terrible defensively. Like, they were, you know, coughing up pucks. They were giving 
you know, tons of space to the stars. And, uh, you know, Marner had a fantastic night as well. He's, like I said, I said in the first uh, segment, you know, he has had a really good return uh, since the pause. Um, well, uh, sorry, not since the pause, since he came back from injury. Uh, basically his pause is what I meant by that. Uh, and, you know, he's been a force. And something with Marner that I haven't really talked about on this podcast is at the start of the year before training camp, I was given the opportunity to attend the Mitch Marner Foundation uh, Invitational. And uh, at that event, um, I was there more as a fan and not really covering, uh, you know, the team at that point because I didn't really uh, – do that around then which i wish i did because you know the opportunity i got there was special um you know i want to thank molson everybody that gave me that opportunity uh it was one of the best you know weekends of my life and seeing marner and tavares on the ice and their you know little scrimmage like marner said like marner's shot was evident and it was clear that it looked like he worked on it a lot and then after the skate he said he's like uh something about his shot and that's something he really wanted to work on uh this offseason and, you know, I was watching him live before training camp and, you know, it was basically behind closed doors. There wasn't any media or anything like that. Uh, it was, you know, an invitational event for uh, Mitch Marner's foundation, uh, which they did a great job with this. Like I said, it was one of the best weekends of my life. It was so much fun. Uh, Campbell was there, Spetsa, all those guys. And Marner in the scrimmage was firing the puck and, you know, his shot was evident um you know i really thought that I, if you listen to the first early episodes of this podcast um i said like i thought mitch marner had a chance to score a little bit at a higher rate than we've seen in his past and uh you know he is such a good play uh playmaker and you know what he does uh finding people uh in space and like that's his bread and butter but i really thought the shot was going to come this year uh the first start of the season you know it, we didn't really see it a lot of people criticized him for his goals, especially on the power play, like the ridiculous talk, but he hasn't scored on the power play um, and like a hundred attempts or something. And ever since then, you know, he's just shooting the puck a little more. And this is what I kind of expected from the start, right? Like he, he's not a bad shooter. He just doesn't really take the opportunity as much as other players would. And I think that now that he's taken that opportunity more free willingly, I think we're seeing the positive results and I'm hoping he, you know, continues this because, like I said, like he does have a, a, you know, a valuable shot. He can shoot the puck really well. So, uh, you know, even in his time with the London Knights, he was an absolute stud with, uh, you know, the playmaking ability he possesses and sh and uh, goal scoring. So I'm hoping he continues that because if Ma if Matthews is clicking and Marner is providing this, uh, you know, edge and we have Nylander having the season he's had and Tavares, who, you know, everybody criticizes, but he's still, you know, getting points in games in, games out this Leafs team is going to be dangerous and whatever they do at the deadline is only going to make them stronger. And like I said, this team is looking at May. They're of course focused on the next game, but they are looking at May and they know what the season is depending on. But uh, let's move on to the all-star game break. Um, you know, this won't be too long, but Vassian Campbell won the save streak uh, for the Atlantic division with nine, um, you know, Campbell and, Matthews this whole weekend were just you know so much fun to follow around on social media and to see like the videos and Matthews I think was the perfect kind of player for this Vegas you know Vegas hosting like he brings that kind of youthfulness and that swagger in a way where you know the way he like the beanie style and all this I think he shows 
a good idea of you know the new younger hockey stars and like what Zegers did as well was amazing and you know Matthews he's just got such like a better personality than you know some other stars like McDavid and stuff that you don't see that much of so you know I was excited to see Matthews get that opportunity but I'm not gonna lie probably my favorite part about this All-Star Game weekend was seeing Matthews and Freddie Anderson reunited because we know how close they were uh, here in Toronto and seeing that picture on Instagram with Campbell as well in there it's just you know that was just awesome and I'm I'm really happy for them because you know they definitely had a really fun weekend and uh, Freddie Anderson, who was one of my favorite Leafs players, uh, you know, for the last few years, uh, you know, it was nice seeing him again with uh, Austin, and you know, even his end here in Toronto didn't come as what I expected. Uh, he's still, you know, one of my favorite players, and even though we are playing him on Monday night, uh, he is somebody that I still respect a tremendous ton. So I was happy for that. Like I said, that's probably my favorite part. Campbell was a stud in the save streak, uh, and you know, his partner is Vasilevsky, so. Uh, no real surprises there. Uh, let's get to the game now. Matthews and uh, Soup lost in the opening game to the Central Division by a score of 8-5. to five. They were knocked out in the first round. Well, I guess the semis or whatever you call it. Uh, Matthews did get a goal, though. Uh, and Soup went 5-9 for nine, uh, in the game when he got pulled into action. You know, my like initial thoughts on this, like... You, like Campbell and Matthews, they weren't really trying. Like nobody was. If you watch the game, like that's just something like I find the All-Star Weekend as I've grown older. I used to love it as a kid, don't get me wrong. And I feel like this is a very popular answer. Um, as you get older, it's a little bit harder to watch. You see how they're not like it, the game was just really slow and there's just no driven effort a lot of the time. And it's more just, you know, I guess shinny and uh I get the fact that nobody wants to get injured and stuff like that. And, um, you know, all-star games aren't usually played up to a high caliber. But still, it was just, you know, I think they need to change the format. My favorite NHL all-star weekend was when they used to do the draft. And they would have the draft on Friday, then the skills Saturday, and the game on Sunday. And it would be five on five. And don't get me wrong, I loved the idea of the three-on-three tournament at first. I thought it was really cool. I just think they got to keep changing the format to keep it interesting because... You know, I feel like we kind of see this, like, it's been, you know, repetitive now. And, you know, the stuff they did add, like, the Vegas uh, stuff for the skills competition was awesome. You know, I thought that was really cool. Um, but other than that, it just kind of felt like the same old All-Star weekend. And I think if they went back to the draft, like, for how much memories I have as a kid, like, with Phil Kessel going last and the car stuff with Ovechkin, like, I just really missed that. So I would love to see that return. Um even like something like East versus West again, instead of divisions. Uh, I think that'd be also a cool idea, but you know, the all-star game, it's always a good little pause. You know, it's a good little break uh, to recognize the players that deserve it. Like if you watched, uh, there was plenty of names that I don't think anybody would have thought would be in the all-star game. If you asked them in September, guys like Troy Terry, uh, Tristan Jari, Chris Kreider, uh, you know, even Claude Giroux. I know Claude Giroux ended up there, uh, you know, not really as, uh, number one but same with tom wilson as well with election landing on the covid uh protocol list so like you know i was happy for those guys got their opportunity uc soros was recognized for his awesome year uh same with cam talbot so there's guys across the league that have had you know superstar seasons including nazim kadri you know the former leaf that gets a lot of talk lately so in that regards i'm happy for the all-star game i think it is needed i think it provides 
you know, some fun throughout the year. And uh, I always enjoy it because it makes me kind of refuel. Like, I'm so ready for Monday night now and uh, for what's to come next week. You know, this back half of the season now, it's kind of that playoff stretch here where we're going into. This is always my favorite part is post-All-Star game because now you know it's you're going to see the best of the best from the contending teams. And, uh, you know, that means the trade deadline's approaching, and that is my favorite day of the hockey seasons besides, you know, the playoffs. So I'm looking forward to trade deadline day. Um, you know, it's been my favorite thing for so many years. I just love how it's just, you know, a full hockey day of, you know, trade chatter. And it's always exciting to me. That's why I've gone into the journalism and sports covering business, because like I said, there's nothing I love more than that. So I'm looking forward to next week. Uh, you know, like I said, the first game the Leafs will be playing is tomorrow night against the Carolina Hurricanes. We will have an episode on that tomorrow uh, we will have a special guest. I'm not going to name who, but right now it's not 100%, but we should be having a special guest on the show who is a fellow Leafs Nation uh, guest. So, you know, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so they have Carolina, then on Calgary, uh, then Thursday is Calgary. Sorry, I messed that up. And Vancouver on Saturday. So a three-game week, but they do have 11 games in 21 days starting tomorrow so it's going to be a busy stretch here for the maple leafs but with morazic and campbell getting you know the 1a 1b situation starts and with how this team was clicking before uh the break i don't think there's any reason why this leafs team uh can't go eight two and one or something like seven three and one i think they're gonna have a good run here and uh this back half of the season is gonna be fun to watch uh robertson's also coming back you know uh down in the ahl so hopefully we see him uh, sometime soon because I think he could provide that edge of the fourth line uh, you know make it more of an offensive unit because this is what I've been saying and you know going back to the two games against the Devils the the bottom six scoring has you know it's been seen in those games and they have been effective in both games both defensively and offensively uh, you know Campbell uh, had his kind of rough game but uh, the Leafs offense was able to bounce back and a lot of that did like I said credit to Matthews and you know the big four for contributing to that but the depth from the bottom six you know David Camp scored in the second game Jason Spezza in two and ge- both games scored uh you know we're starting to see the bottom six provide more offense and this is what makes this Leafs team so much more dangerous is when you have that edge from the bottom so with Robertson returning hopefully he makes an impact soon whether he's included in a potential trade at the deadline or if he's just added to the fourth line or bottom six role or even potentially the second line uh he's you know a really fun player to watch so i'm looking forward to him and i'm hoping he capitalizes on the opportunity on whichever he gets because uh you know i do want to see him have a, a solid nhl career because he is you know a fantastic player and uh what he did in that playoff play in round with uh, the columbus blue jackets uh is still something that i never forget and uh that just shows you that he is capable of being you know a really good hockey player within this league so rooting for him excited for him and excited for the week to come. So stay tuned. We should have a preview episode uh, for tomorrow night's game with the Carolina Hurricanes. As I said, uh, we are back. We did take a bit of a break uh, with the All-Star Game week this week and uh, some other stuff uh, regarding some uh, family matters. But we are back. We are excited. And we can't wait to talk to you guys about hockey. Thank you guys all for listening. Uh, reach out to the socials if you want to join the show. Uh, you know, Check out the socials. We are having more and more coming for you guys. So stay tuned. We appreciate all you guys. We love you guys. 
uh, from everybody here at Battleborn Fan Talk. Thank you, and let's go on a run here in the second half. Go Leafs go. That's all from me. See you tomorrow. Yeah.